0: Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us for another segment of Health Professional Radio. We'll be speaking with Laura Sparkman in this segment. She's joining us here from Reliance to talk about the current maternal mortality crisis and steps that healthcare organizations can take to improve the quality of care. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Laura Sparkman. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you for having
0: me. Tell us a bit about yourself and your role at Relias.
1: Uh, Happy to do that. I am a uh, clinical leader at Relias, and at Relias we develop healthcare education for workforce education and enablement. In my particular area where I spend a lot of my time is in the high-risk medical areas like obstetrics and the emergency department. And um, I've been in this consulting space for over 20 years, and uh, I really help our clients optimize healthcare education so they can achieve the outcomes that they desire, particularly around patient safety improvement and creating an environment of high reliability. It's really about trying to deliver the best care possible, and one of the ways we do that is by developing evidence-based guideline education that helps clinicians get better at what they do every day, which is delivering patient care.
0: We're specifically talking today about the current maternal mortality crisis. Is there a maternal mortality crisis currently in the United States? And if so, are these rates higher here in the United States than in other similar income countries?
1: Oh, yes. We definitely have a maternal mortality crisis in the United States. It's been interesting because the first um Time that we really started looking at this was an article written in 2015 in the Lancet that, that compared the U.S. to several uh, first world countries around the world. And the U.S. by far had a much higher maternal mortality rate, you know, which is death to birthing people um during pregnancy or immediately following uh pregnancy. Not immediately, but can be up to at the time forty-two days and etc. So um the country has tried to shine a spotlight. I will say the healthcare community is very well aware of it and there have been some media um attention given to it and some um, you know, like the New York Times and the Washington Post and even on some of the prime time ABC, CBS, morning news segments, you might hear something about it on on the news. But it's really, lately, I would say the focus has been on diving into the data from the CDC and other significant national data outlets to say what, is the actual maternal mortality rate and what is causing the maternal mortality rate. And so we are really starting to dive into that now. And that is literally where I spend a a ton of my time is really trying to understand how can we help hospitals and healthcare providers and healthcare leaders understand their own population, what populations are at risk and what can you do to improve mortality and morbidity. So think about it this way. If you have high-risk mothers, and we know there are high-risk categories, and we can talk about that here in a moment as well, um, by race, as an example, um, black women die three times higher than white women, um, but, uh, and that's black and brown women. But there are other factors that we're learning a lot about around women that die related to clinical issues like hypertensive issues, blood pressure issues, unmanaged or not managed well, undiagnosed, um, and issues around maternal mental health. So the problem is pretty vast, mm-hmm. and it's really pointing to um Underserved populations, high-risk populations, um, access to care is definitely a factor, and some other areas that we didn't really even focus much on, which had to do with domestic violence, abuse, and um, severe issues around substance use and abuse and not being in treatment.
0: So it seems that social determinants of health, all of the social determinants of health and behavioral health factors, are impacting maternal care treatment and outcomes as well. Can you expand on that a bit?
1: Absolutely. The um, social determinants of health, you hit that right on, uh, the nail on the head on that. And there are a ton of efforts happening actually at the federal level under the Biden-Harris administration is an action plan towards reducing maternal health with a specific emphasis on black and brown women and um, Native American women, um, as these represent the highest risk populations. But the goal, of course, is to address some of these root cause issues that exist in the community level around access to care, resources, um, you know, we uh what zip codes are hot spots for areas where we need some very specific programs and funding to support um, these women in this very vulnerable time of their life when they're having babies and have health risk or social risk. Mm-hmm. So there are great efforts starting to happen. It's very, very grassroots, I will tell you that. Um where for example, they're trying to get doulas back in the home and helping really, that's like super grassroots level where you're going back out into the community and you're having eyes on the situation and people who know what the resources are in the community can start connecting people better to those resources. But one of the big challenges we have is changing the mindset and the model of how traditional healthcare works, hospitals and health systems and how communities operate and there is in my opinion a gap between what traditional health and hospitals do and how they act once a mom and uh, a, a recent pregnant person is in their care and then they go home how do we stay connected with that patient that family that support network and make sure that mom is getting what they need because the, uh, during that kind of first couple of months after they deliver and go home is one of the highest risk times postpartum for that birthing person. And we oftentimes lose track of them and they're, um, and they fall through the cracks and therein lies one of our big issues that we have in the U.S.
0: I heard you mention education and training. Are there specific training or educational materials or efforts that should be looked at now as opposed to down the road to prevent this uh, maternal mortality and, as you said, severe morbidity?
1: Yeah, I think that's a great question because there are solutions. And, um, you know, part of the problem we're still addressing is just changing culture and mindset and trying to change change. Uh, healthcare practice patterns and behaviors, and that is a very big challenge for the healthcare system. But actually, that's one of the things that we do, and we do it very well, which is we developed education and training for the full care team, the physician, the nurse, the midwife, the medical resident, and imagine if every one of those clinical team members are trained and sensitized to these potential risks and following evidence-based guidelines on how you treat some of these um, most chronic conditions around diabetes, um, infections from C-sections, as an example, or hypertension, and things that women have prior to getting pregnant. They're not in necessarily potentially great health even before they get pregnant, but now when you're pregnant, you've added on the complexity of that. But we can reach And train the full care team. And what we have found is when you do that, we see significant decrease in severe maternal morbidity and mortality and actually save lives. And that's our goal. That's one of the areas and one of our primary missions at Relias is really to make sure that we are improving how clinicians use and apply the National Evidence-Based Guidelines. We have all those standards of care in place, but we have a lot of variation and uptake in use of that. So changing the mindset of the frontline healthcare team, including physicians and midwives and nurses, together doing that work, it does make an impact and it does save lives.
0: Laura, give us a website where we can learn much more about Relias.
1: Sure, Relias.com. Um, is a uh, one of our communities um and nurse.com if you're an individual nurse and you want to join a community um you can actually uh visit that site because it has resources specifically for nurses but for healthcare systems healthcare education healthcare resources for organizations to really want to move the rock on some of these biggest issues in healthcare, nurse workforce, retention, turnover, high quality care, and improvement, that would be Reliance.com.
0: I appreciate you taking time with us this morning here on Health Professional Radio. Hopefully you'll return. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Laura Sparkman. Audio copies of this program are available at healthprofessionalradio.com.au, also at Anchor Spotify. and. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at YouTube.com Health Professional Radio.